2: and empowerment.
0: As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things.
1: If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh oh. Uh oh.
0: Erin Addison's.
1: On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And D Youngblood and J Macron are on tap to help us navigate the show, and we appreciate them both. Um, I've got to go ahead and just write kind of out of the gate, put a disclaimer on this program because of what we're going to talk about today. And increasingly, that's what we have to do. Like we have to say, hey, it's not going to be suitable for young listeners. And again, as we often have to say, as we add the disclaimer, we have to say, "Um, and yet it deals with children. Yeah. Like that's I mean, that's that's kind of like the um, tragedy of what we're talking about. You know that we have to say, hey, this may be disturbing to you as an adult and also it's not suitable for young children but it also pertains to children and children are being exposed to it and so um, that's quite tragic in my opinion Um, but we we want to continually sound the alarm and hopefully stir the body of Christ to action I want to say some things as we kind of um, prepare to get into uh, content for today And, and by the way Uh, The topic of conversation is first, eradicate discernment. First, eradicate (laughs) discernment. Mm. And we've been talking about this for a very long time, Mm -hmm. consistently imploring the people of God to discern, like to just know what's happening around you and to not sit back and just, you know, find some sort of comfort in, you know, well, you know, but I go to church and at least I know what's going on in my family and and those things are great. And I hope that it's true. Actually, I hope that it's true, but I do believe that we are tasked with occupying, that we are to warn people that we are to speak out where we see sin and wickedness. And and I'm going to tell you why, because there's something that happens that when we, um, consistently declare what is right and what is wrong, we help to uh, sharpen people's discernment, right? When we continually and consistently speak out, yeah. declaring what is right and what is wrong, according to God's word, we help to sharpen people's discernment. That's right. Conversely, when we are quiet, come on, it seems like we agree with what is going on. Right. And then that almost kind of grows into what looks a lot like complicity. Right. Like we are actually like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I feel like that's kind of where we have gotten in our culture today and even among Christians. And I want to be very careful with us, us, the <laughs> believers, right? I want to be Amen. very careful with us. But at the same time, I, I, I want to say um, there's some things that have, have been a little bit frustrating to me. And I'm going to talk about those things. And then I'm going to show examples of where I think we can get it right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also I'm going to show examples of what I think happens when we do nothing. When we do nothing and we see wickedness increasing in our culture. I, I get so frustrated at people who lament the condition of where we are today, but they just like, don't believe that there's anything for Christians to do. Like Christians can't show up. Christians can't turn out. Christians can't vote. Christians can't go down to their local school board meetings. Christians can't do this. They can't engage. They can't. And, and so it's like, so then be quiet. So you now the, com- the complainer mm-hmm. lovingly, shh, <laughs> don't talk about the state or the condition that we're in. Yeah. If you're also going to tell Christians what they can't do. Right. 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 Like you, the ones who just want to hunker down, and just, you know, batting down the hatches because it's 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 all going down the toilet and, and, and there's nothing we can do. I'm not I am not of that design. OK, like I don't believe that. I believe that, yes, things are really bad mm-hmm. and I believe that things will increasingly get worse. I, I believe the Bible says that. But I also believe that we are to occupy until he returns. That means that everywhere we are, we are to be a fragrant aroma of. Of Jesus Christ that we are to light up darkness that we are to salt that which is bland Amen. and for for too many Christians there is this comfort that exists and I'm sorry I know I'm kind of coming out of the gate hot here but if you knew what I was going to talk about today you'd be hot too. you'd be upset <laughs> like if you knew where this was going you'd, you'd be upset okay too many Christians want to do this 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 like two-step move where we say oh man, I just can't believe we've gotten here. I just, I hate it. I can't believe the country looks like this or I can't believe our churches are like this. But but then at the same time, you like step back and then you don't do anything. You step forward and you complain and you step back and you don't do anything, right? You won't even speak out in like private conversation with people because you don't want to be disinvited from parties. Like you don't want to mm-hmm. get on the checklist where, where it's like, ah, you know, she's one of those Christians. She's one of those Christians. You know, the ones that hold people to God's standard. The ones who bother to tell the truth when it's inconvenient and it's uncomfortable. And it may mean that people don't call you for several months yeah. or it may mean that you lose relationships. But it's not your righteous standard. You're not holding people to your preferences That's That's or it. to your righteous standards. You are saying this is God's word right. and I I will live and die by this reality. This is this is not some comfort um, phrase, phrases, uh, comfort phrases that I read because it makes me feel better before right. I tuck in night, night, night. You know what I mean? Like, no, this is God's word. This is his eternal truth. This is God's presentation of who he is to us. Yeah. This is how we may know those things that are pleasing to God, whereby we could live by those things. Mm -hmm. And yet, and yet we, even though some of us would say, man, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. But we don't live like that.
0: But the thing is, that fact should give us all the uh, confidence we need to stand because it is God's word. And it's not something that we've made up. It's not something that we have come up with. You know, we're just simply saying what God is saying about a matter. So that should Amen. give us all the confidence and security we need. It should
1: to move us to action. Yeah, to move us to continue saying the things that are true, to continue living the things that are true. Because and and here's where I, I want to go. Because if if we don't, then what happens is so so you have you have sort of like all of these things converging at one time and w- what are the things that are converging so it's it's this fear right which we know that the lord has not given us a spirit of fear Amen. okay so but 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 we walk in that all the time like we live constantly afraid in whatever manifestation it takes on oh i don't want to lose my job i don't want to lose my friends i don't want to lose my kids so, so we walk in constant fear right condemned in scripture. There is a boldness that is ours because of the Holy Spirit, and yet we don't walk in that, but we very easily walk in the fear. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things, right? Then the other thing is we we just we we don't want to we don't want to appear to be hateful. And and by the way, you have been given a definition of hate that you are now to work from. Okay? Right. So so you're you've been given your definition of hate, and then you take the definition that has been given to you, and then you say, well, I don't want to appear to be hateful. Now, what we should put in parenthetical citation is according to their definition of hate. Exactly. We don't we don't do that, but we just we're like, I don't want to appear to be
0: skewed. It's not exactly what hate really is.
1: Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> and, and, and really, it's just a move to be quiet while men operate wickedly according to whatever their preferences are mm-hmm. so what it is is it's just it, it's a move to suppress the truth right so and how do we Romans teaches us how does man suppress the truth in unrighteousness mm. so not not now not only is man suppressing the truth in unrighteousness but he forces you to join in with your silence that escalates to complicity that you you almost are sort of like now you know <laughs> an ally. Mm. You 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 almost are sort of like an advocate. And why would why would the enemy of our soul have a vested interest in seeing advocates grow and allies grow? Because those who give their approval of wickedness, mm. those who give their approval of those who rebel against God are like the ones who do it. Yeah. Fully deserving of God's judgment. But here is where we are, and here and here's what's happened. So when Desmond is amazing came out and, and was paraded in front of people as a boy, as a boy drag queen, (laughs) we were supposed to say, like we were supposed to say that we couldn't call that child abuse. We were, we were supposed to all like watch him be interviewed on quote unquote, our favorite programs, like our favorite news programs. And we were supposed to watch, you know, the people talk to this little boy who is being is being made prey for sick and disgusting men. Yeah. And and we're supposed to be quiet as the parents make the best decision for the kid based on what exactly? We're supposed to be quiet about that. We're supposed to be quiet about jazz Jennings. Mm. We're supposed we're supposed to say that all of these things we can't comment on. And, and furthermore, we must also continue to consume the content that makes them quote unquote great. We have to continue to consume that com, content. So, so, so when we have the, um, the baking challenges mm-hmm. and you've got the food shows and you've got the yeah. singing shows and you've got the dancing shows where they parade out the little boys dressing them up as girls or putting lipstick on them, just a little bit of shimmer here and a little bit of shadow there. We're supposed to like, not only not comment on that because that's hateful and that's mean, but we're supposed to also continue consuming it, which actually makes us complicit in the abuse. Yeah, It's the same thing we say about pornography, that it is, you are complicit in that abuse because you consume it because you provide a market for it. So the same thing with Christians. So, so when we try to sit down to watch, you know, TV programs, like what are the ones that you could watch with your kids? So, so like the baking challenges, and then there was like this this program that came out a few years ago, the children's baking mm-hmm. championship, whatever. And and we were like, perfect, yes, because there is no way you can mess that up. And then they started parading out the little boys, yeah. yeah. And so we said we cannot. And we will not. Number one, we will not normalize it in our family. We will not confuse our children as they watch this Mm. and we will not provide a market for it. We will. So we that's our way of saying no. That's our way of saying no by not streaming it. That's our way of saying no by not consuming it. Right now, why am I saying all of this? Where am I going with this? Because what ultimately happens is that if you can convince people, as we have been convinced in this country, that there are immoral things that can happen right in front of our eyes that we just can't speak about. Right. Then you are free to abuse children openly and no one will Mm. say anything. No one will say anything because we've been told we can't talk about that. Like if I can't say that it's child abuse to dye the hair of a little boy to grow out his hair and to have him wear fishnet stockings and um, tights and and do splits and dance on poles. And then Michael Strahan gets to interview him on Good Morning America, whatever it is like if, if I can't say that that's child abuse and if I can't say that Michael Strahan and all of the people are all complicit in the child abuse. If I can't say that, right, then what I won't say is that when you find children in in living in squalor or existing in squalor, I don't know that they were living there inside a Boston ap- apartment, a housing apartment paid for by the government where you've got Six men dressed in drag.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you've got little children. Okay. So now we can't, we can't identify that as abuse either because we've already been conditioned to believe that certain people have their things and certain people have their individual selves that they get to bring fully to society. And we've all been told that we have to accept those individual selves as varied as they are, as weird as they are. And we even go so far as to say, there's not really such a thing as weird, right? Like there's not really like there's, it's just different. It's just different. And so when we have been conditioned in that way, what ends up happening is that when you have (laughs) additional displays, because let me, let me not Make this like as if this is child abuse, child abuse. And the other stuff is just like, you know, just I don't prefer it. No, it's all child abuse.
0: Yeah.
1: It is all child abuse. It is all robbing children of their innocence. It is normalizing them as prey for wicked and evil people. It is all child abuse. But because we haven't commented on these particular expressions of child abuse, then when we get to other expressions of child abuse, we can't say anything and it gets buried. The story becomes a non-story because there are certain people who have taken these vows to protect the wicked. And they all agree that this will be our narrative. If there is a sexual component, we will decide if it passes our test of how, what do we say anything or do we not? This is Erin the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll take the break and we'll be right back. On American Family Radio, we appreciate you listening. I'm Mikey,
0: and I'm Will, and it's Ty Tribbett. Love you forever.
1: Um, want to go into this uh this article here, and thank you. By the way, two of our listeners, two different people, sent us this story. Um, thinking that this was something that we needed to be aware of. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that. And yeah, it's something that we need to be aware of. It's something that the country needs to be talking about. Like it it should be splashed across like every news headline, like it should be on all of the outlets. Right. Like everybody should be talking about this because these are the things that the Christians actually warned about. Like these are the things that the Christians said, hey, where does it go when you start to sexualize children and nobody says anything and then and everybody is is like just going along And then everybody makes it out as if it's the child's choice. You see, that's that's the big lie. Right. This is how you eradicate discernment. So now and then and then you we exist in a culture where Christians don't read God's word. Like, guys, come on, let's just let's just turn the cards face up. We don't read God's word. So what we are now doing is we are navigating life on our own. It's almost like the time of the of the of the judges, right? Like everybody just does what's right in his own eyes. You're just kind of just navigating as you see fit. You're not reading God's word. And so then when somebody tells you what hate is, you just take their definition and then you live by that. And then they tell you that this is what the child wants. And so then you just say, Well, who am I to judge? Well, I can't mm-hmm. say anything. It's like, it's like, it's like, <laughs> like watching children be abused publicly. And then thinking yourself to have taken the moral high ground because you say, well, I can't get involved in that. That's a family dispute. Like I I can't yeah, they locked the kid in the car, but you know, maybe the kid was acting up. <laughs> maybe the kid had it coming. I mean, what's they they dress the kids in dresses and then they want to parade them through the schools and 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 then when the parents show up, they they call them like homegrown terrorists. Like they I mean, like what's what's this this is where we are. And yeah, and let me say something too. So before we get to Boston, I want to play a couple of clips here. Um there there are a couple of things that that kind of upset me. It's when people it's, and I kind of began this way, right? When people want to talk about how bad things are, but they want to hold your shoulder back as you run out to do something.
0: <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Like those yeah. people really upset me. It's like Hey, man, look at that over there. And then you start out to go. And then, uh uh-uh, hold up, hold up. Let's just wait. Let's just wait. for what? Wait for what? Hold up. We don't know. It might not be as bad as it looks. Okay, so are we at that point now? Are we at that point now? So to all, and I want to say this, I want to say this very carefully because I have so much respect for pastors and for leaders. I have so much respect, so much, and so much appreciation that we have pastors who respond to the call to shepherd the Lord's people. What, what an incredible um, responsibility. So I want to say this very carefully. It bothers me that there are some pastors who will attack private schooling and homeschooling and yet never show up at a school board meeting. Mm. Thereby making the parents think that it's probably OK. Like it it bothers me that we have people in positions of leadership who will decry one thing. Right. While ignoring the other thing and then and then paint themselves as being in the corner of the people that they're supposedly shep- <laughs> shepherding. Like I care about you. I love you. I'm, I'm standing before you today. OK, so but but are you warning parents about what's happening with their children? Are you are you warning parents about so you say, well, we don't want to talk about alternatives to public education because we have teachers in this church and the teachers tithe. And if the mm-hmm. teachers get mad, then they won't tithe. So I can't talk about the things that even the teachers hate that's happening because that just, you know, you, you don't want to paint with a broad brush. You want to be, be precise when you're speaking. So I can't say that because do you know how many teachers that we have in this church? Man, that, I, I don't respect that, by the way. I'm going to say it as carefully as I, I don't respect that at all. I don't respect that at all. So we, so we say, let the parents just keep their kids there as like, you know, they're all okay. They're all okay because, you know, we don't want to affect, you know, we don't want to hurt people. We don't want to upset people. So we, we put, let the kids suffer. Let the kids go and and let the parents think that it's probably okay. Here's what I respect though. I respect things like this. Uh, Bishop Wooden is how is that how Wooden. you say his last name? Bishop Wooden, mm-hmm. who is the pastor at Upper Room Church, Church of God in Christ yeah. in Raleigh, North Carolina. We've been playing clips from Bishop Wooden for <laughs> a long time, yeah. yeah, for a long time, man. Just because he doesn't, <laughs> as you'll hear. He doesn't write out his comments and then float them out to test and see if people will approve of them. <laughs> he just teaches God's word mm-hmm. like there. Are, look, and there are times, man, he's I've, I'm like, Ooh, oh, wow. Ee, yikes. I mean, he just said that, you know, he just he just told it like it is. Right. So this month, Bishop Wooden showed up at a local school board meeting to talk about the books that kids are reading. The pastor showed up and he's not the only one. His son-in-law did the same thing. And we're going to play a couple clips because <laughs> he, here, here's, here's why. And I, well, we'll play these clips and then I'm going to come back. And I, I want to tell you why we have to do this, why we have to continually do this because when we're quiet, it seems like we agree. And when those who are the leaders of God's people, those who have been put in places of, of pos, the positions where they have influence that's leadership, Where people are looking to you because in the absence of your speaking, Mm -hmm. the assumption is made that it's probably okay. Because if it's not, then surely
0: you say something
1: (laughs) (laughs) like, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I hadn't heard my pastor talking about that. I I mean, we, is that really happening? Is that a thing? So why, why won't we teach people how to discern? Why won't we warn people? Why won't we show up? On behalf of those people that we say we love, that we say we care about. All right, so here's Pastor Wooden um, this month down at a local school board meeting where I think his his grandchildren yeah. are a part of this school district. Here we go.
3: Thank you for this opportunity to speak, and I want to take the time to first wish everybody a happy Jesus' Pride Month. For the month of June, we have designated this month uh, to Jesus Pride because we love the Lord and we believe in biblical principles, and, uh, uh, and we're glad to wish you a Jesus Pride as you wish the rest of us a Pride. Uh, Happy Pride Month. Now, I'm standing before you today as a grandfather. I got to have wonderful grandkids. I have one who is in the age group of this book when Aiden became a brother. And uh, when Aidan was born, everyone thought he was a girl. But once he came out as a trans boy, Aidan and his parents fixed the parts of his life that didn't fit anymore. And he settled happily into being himself. Aidan didn't feel like any kind of girl. He was really another kind of boy. Now this book is for kids, 5 years olds six-year-olds, so forth and so on, and um, this book is available in 31 elementary schools in our county. This is garbage. And whoever is responsible for this ought to be ashamed. And I want to say this, there is a judgment day coming, but there is evidence that the God of the Bible is passing judgment. When God passes judgment, you know what he does? He gives people over to vile affections, vile thoughts. When they reject his truth and decide no matter what, they're going to believe what they want to believe anyway. You know what God says? He says, have at it. And it's evident that in many cases I'm seeing judgment pass because there is no way anyone in their right mind can argue that the things that we're hearing today that's being placed in our high schools, elementary schools, middle schools for kids to hear and read and practice has anything to do with making them better, making America better, making our neighborhoods better. This is trash. And I pray that to the extent that you can, you will rise up against this. There ought to be something in us that will make us want to protect the hearts and minds and even the appetites of our children. And many of them have no sexual appetite at all until they read this. Why are we sexualizing our children? I'm as angry about this as I can be. And I pray that you will consider uh, our words and give our children a chance. They're not sex toys and they're not your kids. We want to leave raising the children to the parents. Thank you very much.
1: Mm. I mean, like, it's, it's, so, it's so simple, right? Like, it's, there, there are several components, but they're all very simple components, right? Yeah. It's like showing up, bringing the truth and the boldness, right, and, and speaking out. Like all of the components are, are simple and they're very easy, right? Like they're, they're, they're very easy when you consider what's at stake, but here's what has happened. What has happened is that we say, well, you know, if, We want to make kids who are sexually confused feel comfortable. So we really don't want to weigh in on this. This is just such a confusing time. But Mm. what we ignore is that our culture continues to produce kids that are sexually confused. Mm. So when when will be the time? Right. Is the question. When will actually be the time? Now, one more clip here before we go to what happened in Boston over Juneteenth weekend. Right. While we're having conversations about Juneteenth. Before we do that, I want to go. This is clip two. This is uh, John Amonchukwu, who is the son-in-law of Pastor Wooden. Am I right about that? He's the son-in-law. Okay. Bishop Wooden. Mm -hmm. And he went down to a school board meeting. This is in Chatham County in North Carolina. He went down to a school board meeting and he attempted to read, and you've seen this before, he attempted to read the books that are available to kids. And they wouldn't allow him to. They wouldn't allow him to. So last month, Fox News invited him on and said, hey, you can talk about it here, which I think is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. I want to warn you, though, what you're going to hear coming from him is going to be a little bit offensive. But as you also hear in the clip, this is what is being made available to our kids to read. Now, I'm building all of this. I am building to talk about how we get to where we are in Boston. And I do not believe that Boston is the only place right, right, where this is happening. Right. We on, we only know about it because somebody died, right? We only know about it because first responders had to show up. All right. This is clip two. A controversial children's book teaching graphic sex acts, complete with illustrations making the rounds in school libraries and classrooms across the country, leaving parents and communities outraged. One concerned pastor tried to read the book at a school board meeting, but officials asked him to stop. Here's what he had to say about that.
2: If you don't want to hear it in a school board meeting, why should children be able to check it out of the school system? You see, we have perverts. That are perverting our kids. And you all sit back smug in your chairs and celebrate diversity, equity, and inclusion, but you don't want me to read it so you can hear it.
3: Reverend John Aminchukwu spoke at that school board meeting and he joins me now. Reverend, thank you so much for being here. They did not let you talk about the book, but I will. What's in this book? <laughs>
2: This book is for children 10 years of age and up. This book is not soft porn. It's hardcore porn. It details explicitly with pornographic images, homosexual sex, lesbian sex, um, straight sex. It promotes and glorifies masturbation while speaking against religion to may call that behavior a sin. This book is used as a tool to create what I call mental rape in the hearts and the minds of children. We are robbing kids of their innocence in America as we allow diversity, inclusion, and equity to dominate our schools. And so many of our librarians are bringing this kind of material into the public school system, because they believe that children need to see themselves on the shelf. I don't believe that this is perfectly normal. I believe that this is perfectly perverted and it needs to stop.
1: Amen. Listen, (laughs) I think the time is far spent. Like I, it sounds really triumphant to say the time is now, but actually it was a (laughs) a ways back. So that's actually, you know what I mean? Like we said, time is now. No, actually it was a ways back Um, for all hands on deck. Like, you know, okay. It's great. We've got the moms of Liberty or moms for Liberty. Like it's great that we've got these moms who keep showing up at these school board meetings, but I'm saying, man, like, like where are the pastors who lead the churches Mm. who have parents there who are looking to them to help them discern about what's happening in the culture. Like, yes, we should we should meet. Yes, we should convene. We should talk about this inside the walls of our church. But we should take what we talk about outside of the walls of our church, especially if you are making it seem as if it's a good thing to have your kids there.
0: And look, it's, it's the ideology. Cause you have other pastors who have the mindset of a Raphael Warnock, so they're they're not going to stand and and hold and hold denominations, yes, <laughs> that are on yes. those you know issues like that. And so, man, I think there needs to be a calling to the carpet to the Word of God. What does the Word yes. of God say about it? not your political party, not this person, that person, this person who is famous? What does the Word of God say, Pastor? And then we go from there.
1: I just I feel like when when we're reading God's word, there's something in God's word. There's the there's the power of God's word that it's difficult for the Christian to read it, flip a page, turn over and go to go to sleep like Mm -hmm. like there's something in God's word. And I mean this, you know, um, metaphorically speaking, there's something in God's word that compels us to action, like to go and do to go and live, to be faithful to what we have encountered in Scripture. We'll take the break, and we'll be right back.
2: We shall behold him. We shall behold him.
1: Oh man, welcome back. I remember when when gospel songs were like gospel. Wow, you went you went back to when gospel songs were actually gospel. When we talked about Jesus and we talked about what he'd done in our life and we talked about what we were looking forward to and the in between, how now we want to live this reality that we have been transformed. I remember when gospel music was gospel music. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's. Oh, I know, look, look, I fully embrace that that I'm old now. <laughs> and I know that you're older than me and you're listening, you're going, Girl, you're not old. And I would say to you thanks. That's fine. But to everybody else, I am old. Okay? <laughs> to our six children. You're not. Old. No. Now, listen, you and right. I are in the same generation. You have to say that because you're trying to hold on. No. To your no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki.
0: And I'm Will Nell's Vicky Winans. We shall behold him.
1: on oh, the a Winans. Oh, my goodness. They mm-hmm. need to teach classes on parenting. <laughs> <laughs> just all of them are just anyway. All right. Now, we've already given the disclaimer. Here's a story from the Boston Herald. Uh, over the Juneteenth weekend mm. and i'm gonna i'm going read this to you, and hopefully you'll make the connection and everything that i 'm talking about, how we 've built up to this, how we have ignored our god given um in christ our god given discernment, and we've allowed a culture to tell us what we can be outraged about, what we can speak out about we've normalized the abuse of children we've normalized the abuse of children so that you could have a story like this one coming out of Boston. And it doesn't even like it doesn't even make headlines like it's mm. not. I mean, Kanye West gets more attention, <laughs> right? Like yes. his, you know, what is he trends he trends? Yeah. But this is not even this is not even a thing. So here we go. This is from the Boston Herald. <clears throat> Four children living in squalid conditions while being hidden from first responders were found in an apartment filled with alcohol, drugs sex toys, and a dead man, according to an incident report and outraged officials. Remind me, if I forget, to come back to the outraged officials. Like, (laughs) (laughs) really? Like, you really? Okay. So, quote, this is sickening, said at-large city councilor Michael Flaherty. I was informed by people at the scene that there were drugs, alcohol, sex toys, all around the apartment, as well as a dead body on the floor. The fire department report obtained by the Herald and confirmed by police response states that a Boston fire department crew was sent to old Colony Avenue Saturday morning for a call that a man had gone into cardiac arrest and required medical attention. The address, the address is the Mary Ellen McCormick housing complex run by the city. However, according to the incident report, firefighters found more than just a routine medical emergency. Quote, the apartment was in extremely unsanitary conditions. Approximately six adults who appeared to be males were seen in the apartment. Four children were subsequently found hidden in a back bedroom, being hidden by an adult male from the first responders. According to the incident report, The children ranged from ages five to 10. Mm. All of the adult parties were being uncooperative and did not provide helpful information. All adults present denied having children inside the apartment. It's interesting because then later the, the man who was in a back room hiding the four children, said they were his. These are these are my kids, he said. The Boston Police Department is quote-unquote investigating. The Boston De- Police Department is investigating. Of course, they're going to do that with the greatest of care. And you know why? Because when they arrived on the scene, this fire department crew, when they arrived on the scene, they found these men wearing wigs, dressed in like what we just commonly call and accept as drag today with drugs and sex paraphernalia all around the apartment. And one man who actually died in the apartment as a result, drug overdose that they could not resuscitate Mm. all of, all of this. Now, where, where am I going with this? This, this to me is like, a picture of all of the things. It's like all of the things that we are being forced to accept and to look away from. All of these things in one apartment in Boston on the South Side. Like all of these things, right? So the children probably, you know, were just having a good time because, you know, children, they understand their sexuality. You know, five-year-olds can pick mm. their gender. Mm. Like they can pick their gender. They know who they're sexually attracted to, right? And, and and 10-year-olds are being given books that it's perfectly normal with graphic depictions. And so what you do is you create your victims and then you silence an entire culture. You you silence everybody. And nobody can say, Hey, that's wrong. Now we, we carve out space. Like we, we carve out space for the victims. And then what happens is as the victims continue to grow, the victims then victimize. And so we create this cycle of like, just moral depravity. At about 11 a.m. on Saturday, June 17th, officers responded to the area of 381 Old Colony Avenue for a death investigation. District detectives are handling. It's not suspicious. There's no further information. That's what came from the Boston Police Department. I'm sorry, it's not suspicious? Wait. That's why I put investigating in quotes. Like, wait, the fire department arrived on scene to investigate death for a death investigation. District detectives are handling it. Not suspicious. No further information. This is a Boston Police Department spokesperson. That's what they told the Boston Herald. Now, what in any of those accounts, like in any of that information, like even, I mean, come on, I'm not, I'm... (laughs) not part of the law enforcement community in any way. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know statutes. I don't know. Okay. Um, But like, I mean, even like Matlock, right? Like you, like, can we murder? She wrote like, can some, we we can go back to some of the shows that we've seen like night court, You know what I mean? Can can we go back to those shows and like, aren't we a little (laughs) bit of age to know? Yeah. You know, if you've got kids and Mm. you've got drugs and you've got a parent sex toys and you've got somebody deceased on the floor as a result of a drug overdose Mm -hmm. and you've got men in wigs and one of the men is hiding the four children in a back, excuse me, in a back bedroom. But we say nothing suspicious. Yeah. What does that What does that mean? Man, like I don't, I don't, I don't. Everything I don't sus- sus- understand <laughs> about that situation from start to finish. Yeah. From start to finish, like I don't, I don't, I don't. Okay. Um, Flaherty, public safety chairman on the council, told the Herald on Monday night that the dead body found on the floor was from an apparent overdose. And that a man wearing a wig claiming to be the father of the children was found in a back bedroom. Multiple sources tell the Herald that some of the adults were dressed as women when first responders arrived at the scene. This is this. This is the country. This is the country that we live in, guys. And this 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 is the kind of stuff that they said, you guys are so hateful to even suggest this. Like people who just want to live the highest expression of their of the self, people who want to live this highest expression. How dare you? How dare you imply that they would ever prey upon children and just encouraging children? To come out trans, to come out non-binary, to, to live that gender unicorn life. Like just encouraging, how dare you suggest that we're grooming them for this type of future abuse? How dare you suggest that? Nobody wants to do that. We just want to live in peace. We just, but, but what we do in this country right now, and this is a real-time example of it. What we do in this country right now is we create victims, and guess what? And in, in the future, in the future, depending on how the victims are victimized, they will not be able to report it because there are certain people that we protect in this country. Yeah, there are certain people that like if you are the right type of predator, you get to enjoy some protection. If you've committed the preferred crime in this country, then people will say nothing suspicious, nothing, nothing suspicious. Multiple sources tell the Herald that some of the adults were dressed as women. State Senator Nick Collins, a South Boston Democrat, praised the police and the firefighters and the EMTs who rushed to help. (laughs) Quote, our first responders should be commended for following through and fulfilling their duty as mandatory reporters. Collins said, citing how they are legally bound to report children in potential danger. Quote, no child should be exposed to what these children were allegedly exposed to. Hold on. Except, oh, I got it. Except for in public schools. Okay, I got it. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So not in like government housing. They shouldn't be exposed to it in government housing where they get caught and where somebody actually dies. Like that's the trauma there, right? I'm, I'm just trying to figure out like where the scene actually breaks down to where there is outrage on the part of the liberals, Right. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out because because in my mind, what I see is that this kind of ideal plays out every day in public schools across this country that you can have and be with whomever you like. And we teach classes on it. We want to weave this into every discussion. We talked about the teachers who are like, listen, I've got my own personal convictions and I'm going to bring that to the classroom. I'm not I'm not going to suppress who these kids are. They've suffered enough. They've suffered enough. No, no, they have not suffered enough. But we've got people committed in this country to seeing them suffer. Mm. From now on. So here's here's the bottom line of what I am saying. If you did not feel like you could say anything, if you did not feel like you could speak up and say, no, that's child abuse. Do you have enough now? Like, do you have enough? I feel like there's already been enough. Like, I feel like there's been enough for a long time. Okay. But what I'm saying is for those of us who are looking at this and yet thinking ourselves to be noble and pious because we don't say anything. Are we, are we at that point now where we've got enough momentum on our side? Do you feel safety Do you feel safe in the number of people now willing to say it's child abuse that you can say it? Because, you know, it's got to reach saturation. It's like, you know, microwaves and vacuum cleaners. (laughs) Once everybody has them, the price comes down. So once everybody starts telling the truth, then the price you pay for telling the truth comes down. Mm. So now people feel like, well, now I can say it. Shame on us. Shame on us. But that's kind of where we have to get in this culture, because. Talking about this does cost us something and the price is very high. But now we're we're reaching a type of saturation, culturally speaking, where there are more people who are standing up and speaking out and saying that is child abuse. We cannot do this to children. We should not do this to children. So we've got pastors going down to the local school board. We've got parents going down to the local school board. All of this representing the purchase of the microwave going to be in every home soon right so it's not going to cost you as much to say now you'll be able to stand in good numbers but, but, will, but will you say it like will, will, will you say I'm not going to watch them parade out little boys in, in uh, lip gloss will you say it will you say I'm not, I'm not I'm not going to allow my kid to participate in that type of indoctrination and I'm going to do everything within my power to see to it that it doesn't happen The thing that bothers me so much about where we are is that, man, the the overwhelming wickedness of the evil one. And all that pervades our culture. You're dealing with people who are making confused kids and then declaring that we've got to support them in their confusion. They're making victims of predators they're making victims of pedophiles and then declaring that we are the bigots who would point that out how hateful can you be to say something about a man who wants to be in a relationship with a boy see this is what happens when we get to that place where it's like we just celebrate everything everybody gets a day everybody gets a day Here's the, the, the individual, right? Everybody gets to be celebrated. Okay. So now, now we tell the truth, right? Now we say it's child abuse and we don't we don't blink, we don't bat an eye. Amen. All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing.
0: God bless.